The state budget hearing on the environment on February 7th started at 9.30 a.m. and stretched to the midnight hour. Lawmakers for hours grilled the heads of the state's various environmental, agriculture, park, and energy agencies, then listened to dozens of advocates outline critical changes needed to Governor Hochul's budget proposals. More money for critical projects such as climate, water, infrastructure, and other programs were raised. Hudson Mohawk Magazine has compiled the testimony of a number of the state's leading climate activists. While praising the governor for including parts of the New York Heat Act in the budget, there were calls for much faster action on climate as extreme weather continues to explode globally. Making polluters pay, converting the capital to 100% renewable energy, public power, and getting the state control to divest from Exxon and other fossil fuel companies were cited. In the first of a two-part program, we hear from teenager Kino Arpels Josiah with Fridays for the Future in New York, who asked, are we all going to die? Uh, Stephen Edel of New York Renews and Michael Hernandez of Rewiring America. Hi, thank you. My name is Keanu Arpels Josiah. I'm 18 years old and the policy co-lead with Fridays for Future in New York City. Are we all going to die? This is the question that a classmate of mine asked me on June 6th last year. New York skies were a deep orange. Due to the climate crisis, our city looked indistinguishable from the apocalypse. Since we were in elementary school, the climate crisis has shaped my generation's perception of our futures and the future of the world. That future is happening now. In 2023 alone, we breathe air over 800% more polluted than what is considered safe. We saw our streets, our schools, and our homes flooded from record flash floods. We saw deadly snowfall. And while 2023 gave us the hottest summer in the history of the planet, it is likely to be the coolest one for the rest of our lives. So, as temperatures soared, we organized. On September 17th, a cross-societal intergenerational coalition came together for the biggest march the state has seen since the start of the pandemic. 75,000 people took to the streets of Manhattan to say enough is enough and call for an end to the era of fossil fuels. Despite taking critical steps forward on climate in the last budget, New York remains miles away from answering that call. Miles away from the billions of dollars needed to be invested in action and miles away from implementing the mandates of the CLCPA. Now, youth and people across the state are united in calling for this fiscal year 2025 budget to reflect the needs of the people, not those of the CEOs behind the fossil fuel industry. This means, at minimum, the New York Heat Act, including the 6% of household income bill cap, um, to start making heating renewable and finally affordable for all New Yorkers, the Climate Change Superfund Act to finally make polluters pay for a portion of the budget, their, a portion of the damage they're causing to our communities, the climate justice budget proposal of $1 billion for shovel-ready climate action fund appropriations to begin to invest in infrastructure and our survival, and critically, in a budget deficit, the Stop Climate Polluter Handouts Act to reclaim $330 million from some of the worst polluting aspects of the fossil fuel industry. Instead of implementing the aforementioned lower carbon fuel standard, which puts CLCPA and the action we need in direct danger through its extension of dangerous fuels, New York State must fulfill its responsibility to be a leader on climate this budget. If we fail to incorporate action through these provisions, irreversible, irreparable harm will continue to fall on our communities. Budgets represent our values. With the fiscal year 2025 budget, what will we value? 
as our communities continue to face the direct effects of soaring fossil fuel profits, as our skies turn orange, what will we value? With the clock ticking for climate action, with our communities, our generation calling out for justice, what will we value? Will this legislature choose people over profit, youth or fossil fuels? Our generation, our movement is looking to how this body responds. Thank you. Um, my name is Stefan Adel. I'm the Coalition Coordinator Executive Director at New Yorker News Coalition. We're a coalition of more than 370 organizations around New York State working on climate <clears throat> and making this a great state for a long time to come. We have a whole series of priorities and a whole series of opinions that are in our detailed agenda. So I'm not going to go through the longer list. I'm going to focus in on two particular items. Um, we have a really core opportunity this year because last year we passed the Climate Action Fund. This was a really big step for the legislature and the governor to take. We created this structure that ensures good jobs, responsible contracting for funds that come in through climate fund, uh, climate action revenue. Now, we cannot continue to wait for the next thing to happen, right? For years we heard, we'll, we'll deal with climate funding, we'll deal with environmental funding when the Bond Act is finished. Now we're hearing when we have cap and uh, invest revenue, when we get the federal dollars. And this is the moment where you have the best leverage to actually get it up and running. We heard amazing testimony earlier today about how hard it is to actually get programs working, get money moving. And we don't want to wait until we're collecting billions of dollars of cap, trade, and invest revenue to figure out how we get it out into communities. Right? That is a formula for people to be really unhappy and for us to lose this moment. So if I can put forward just one thing for you all to pay attention to, it's that this is the opportunity for that. Right? We don't need 10, many, several, probably many of you have seen me up here before talking about needing 10 or $15 billion. All we're asking for this year is something to get this program started. Whole array of things that can be done right now and people can see in their communities, see benefits in their communities, and get things moving. And the alternative to that is continuing to wait and see what happens next. We have a lot of thoughts and a lot of discussion going on in the state about cap, trade, and invest. And I'd also encourage all of you to really engage and use your leadership. It's going to be a really huge impact for this state. And there are tremendous concerns about doing it right. Uh, again, in our testimony, we go through a whole series of guardrails, but I'd encourage all of you to take this opportunity to lead. There's no debate about climate change. There's no debate that it is killing New Yorkers, that pollution is killing New Yorkers. And there is a strange discussion, I find, every year around climate funding where we start talking and we hear, well, we don't have enough money from ratepayers. We need general funds to go into this so that we can stop using the single most regressive tax in New York State to pay for all of our energy infrastructure. Uh, my name is Michael Hernandez, and I'm the New York Policy Director for Rewiring America. Uh, Rewiring America is a leading electrification nonprofit focused on electrifying our homes, buildings, uh, and communities. Uh, I'll start off by talking about the Affordable Gas Transition Act and the New York uh, Heat Act. Uh, currently, the public service law drives the expansion of an expensive, inefficient gas system by establishing a utility obligation to supply gas to any customer upon request and charging existing ratepayers for the cost of new connections. The governor's proposed Affordable Gas Transition Act will correct this costly and harmful practice 
but it does not include the codification of the Public Service Commission's goal that no ratepayer pay more than 6% of their household income, and it doesn't have a timeline for implementation. The legislative one-houses should accept the governor's proposal and modify it to codify the 6% household income goal and a timeline for implementation. Last year's enacted budget included $400 million uh, for the Empower Plus and the Energy Affordability Program, which helps low-income New Yorkers get off dirty, expensive fossil fuel combustion heating systems to clean, green, electric systems, and keeps their energy costs down. This year, the governor has cut this funding down to only $50 million. This cut will significantly impact how New Yorkers can receive this vital service. The legislature should match last year's $400 million appropriation. We also support the Renewable Energy Through Project Interconnection and Deployment, the RAPID Act. Uh, It's vitally important that we move forward with our transmission approvals and interconnection of renewable energy resources. Um, I just want to talk about the uh, implementation of the All-Electric Buildings Act uh, that was enacted last year. Uh, The building sector is the largest source of greenhouse gas emissions in New York State. Uh, The Building Code Council, NYSERDA, have been uh, tasked with implementing, uh, incorporating the electrification of new construction into uh, the building code. They haven't done that yet. Um, it's, they've already gone through two versions. The third version is coming out in March. Uh, and so we really need uh, that all-electric building act to be in, as part of the energy code. Also, uh, they're supposed to include the recommendations of the Climate Action Council, as well as um, making sure that it is consistent with our greenhouse gas goals. This has been Mark Dunley for Hudson Mohawk Magazine.